to a Pod of Tea podcast, your go-to place for teas and chats. My name's Emma, I'm your host, and today I have got another guest with me, because I'm a lucky lady. She is here, she is uh, one Nicole Rogers. Hi! Here she is, she's agreed <laughs> to come on my podcast. It's a fun game starting a podcast, because you just go around trying to entice people <laughs> to come sit in a room with, with you. With food. With food, I did those food bribery today, and of course a bribery of tea. So the reason I've brought Nicole on is because she's a fabulous human being and also a recently qualified yoga teacher. Hurrah! Hurrah! Let's just do a little clap for me. Claps for Nicole because <laughs> she did it. She How long did it take you? Ten months. Ten months. Okay, ten kids. Ten whole months. If you would like to be a yoga teacher, ten months. Yep. And it's not easy. No. No. Hard is an actual, like, hard. Actual You were work. studying. It's a diploma. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just 10 months, I guess, because presumably you have to have some kind of foundation in yoga before you start. Three years experience. Oh, so you really? Have have, yeah, so you have to have three years of actual doing yoga beforehand. Oh I don't remember whether they actually, like, made me prove it. Oh, yeah, they did. They yeah, did. Yeah, they asked three years before they want to know what studios you were at and who you were with. Ah. And then when you start, you need to have had those already. Um, and I think I'd only just um, done three years. Okay. Um, and then I'm not sure how much they check it, but then you go on to your course and there are loads of things you can do afterwards. Three years. So you can, I can just rock up and be like, hello, I've done, I've done it once. I want to be a teacher. I once, I once stood and down with mm, dog. Because you have to really love to stand. <laughs> no, you don't I'm not allowed to be a yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a standing position. You're surprising you're allowed in my class. <laughs> we did. So um, Nicole was doing, when you were, when you were learning, mm-hmm. uh, Nicole was practicing with some people that we work with. Um, we were doing yoga outside. You were model students. It was wonderful. I was very lucky. It was so nice. I was just the combination because obviously when you do yoga, I think there's a certain expectation of it being relaxing. There and are expectations of the whole thing. Yeah, I think which I'm trying to now. It's harder to move away from something than it is to stay with the crowd. Okay. And yoga is so. It's strange to talk about it because it's a really. It's such a, oh, I do yoga. Yeah. It's, a, it's one of those things that you go, I don't want to, it's hard to talk about because you don't want to come across as being, I don't know, I guess giving any sort of pretense about it, which yeah. there can be. It's yeah. very slim women in lycra, all up, like with the bums in the air, <laughs> doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things. Yeah. And then you've got a, I don't know, there's all the like lifestyle that goes around it and everything. Yeah. And I'm trying to not... Do, do your that. own yoga yeah just do it slightly in slightly more of a relaxed manner yeah so by that so do you mean just like not having having these expectations yeah not having that I think there are almost two categories that it seems to fit in there's the very sort of young modern person yoga where it's like you all go to the studio and the studio is very minimal and very trendy and mm-hmm. you all wear your little leggings and you do it and it's all very zen and you all come out and you talk about organic food and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, or there's like the sort of more village hall, like older ladies doing it yeah. and stretching and 
one of them farts into <laughs> it took what it took three nearly four minutes to get under farting and yoga it was gonna happen I know, it's the thing isn't it because you you do it and you want to be this graceful swan swans would be terrible at yoga but you know what i mean you want to be this graceful elegant woodland nymph and no one is no it's so it's so not that because it's so quiet as well and then, yeah, then really goes wrong. I play music that's why I play music because oh. it instantly if I go to a class and it's silent for yeah. beginners it's really really hard because I was teaching you all as beginners as yes, well it's were. really hard to sort of bring yourself into a space that was why it was also nice doing outside because you've got mm-hmm. natural sound very true but sitting in a silent room and suddenly someone go go um and you're like oh, um, <laughs> And then just other things that you don't even think about, like people go, oh, I'm going to have to go upside down my first one. That's not very comfortable for a beginner. No. It's be quite dangerous, I'd expect. Legs up in the air and... Yeah, legs akimbo. I think my first yoga class was at the gym that I went to at university Mm -hmm. and they have loads of free classes and I was like, oh, okay, yoga sounds interesting and my flatmate wanted to go as well. And one of the, I think because it wasn't a beginner class as such, they'd expected that you'd been probably at the start of the term. Yeah, they tried to get me to do a shoulder stand. Oh, God. And I have limited upper body and core strength. So, like, that failed. I've witnessed this. Yeah. I've witnessed you doing a handstand. Yeah, it's it's, it's unfortunate and scary. And I did this, and it was really quiet. They didn't have any music playing. And I tried to get into this position, and I kind of went, ah! (laughs) <laughs> like that kind of like high pitched I shouldn't scream yeah <laughs> and like like a clump as I fell over down she goes yeah, down she down she goes this is why I like teaching beginners because you don't yeah. have to do all this crazy stuff yeah but I want to do like an in the middle it's finding the market that's not that market that's already out there that I think is a yeah. harder thing to do I like it's very easy to I'm finding out right now actually after these pardon me after doing my finishing at the end of January mm-hmm. and I've got two months that I've just gone right stop think about what you're doing yeah and I've very much noticed there's like a city yeah. yoga thing and I'm like I don't want to do that all those people know what they're doing they're yeah there. and then I don't want to do the like sort of slightly rattly old tea trade <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want a middle ground for yeah people. there must be more people like myself who are going to be living out in the sticks slightly further yeah but want to do perhaps a slightly more energetic powerful thing but mm-hmm. not have to go into the city for it so it's yeah tapping into that market and also not tapping into the like pay 10 pounds for a session mm-hmm. for an hour which not everybody can afford to do yeah I, I, that's what I really don't like about it yeah, it becomes inaccessible Yeah, at times. We had a business session as part of our course. So one of the um, one of the weekends we were doing for a couple of hours, the lady that owns, so the studio I learnt at, Cam Yoga in Cambridge. It's a little picture. Oh, little, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, oh, Shout out to you, Cam Yoga. Um, the lady that owned the studios and in turn obviously owns some vegan restaurants. Yes, of course. Um, she came in to talk to us about... The, um, like the business side mm-hmm. of it hilariously she was an hour and a half late so by the time she got there we were all like hmm I don't know how much we actually are going to listen to this because we sort of yeah. lost a little bit of respect for you because you're an hour and a half late and you're teaching us how to run a business yes your business which we're all paying three grand to be using um, and then she turned up and it was all very like 
Like, I totally get what, how she's got where she's today, but it was mm. very, you need to charge £15 for classes. £15? And you need to, pounds. The place that I was studying, if you drop into a class at that studio, it is, I think, between 15 or and £18. That's too many pounds. Too many pounds. That's why they, so they kind of push you to get a membership. Right. So you're paying monthly to do, I think it's as many classes as you want, but mm. if it's a drop-in, it's extortionate just Things. to put you off. I wonder it with things like we were going to mention her, I think inevitably, uh, with things like yoga with Adrian mm-hmm. on YouTube. Like, there's this massive thing now on the internet of things being more and more accessible. Yeah, and doing it so at more home. And, so people are doing it at home, and there is obviously a huge benefit to doing it in a classroom with a teacher. I'd much prefer mm. to do that, but I think because it's now not like this elite thing that you have to be either mm. a really good at yoga yeah because in my mind yeah. it used to be like oh you have to be good at yoga to go to a yoga class mm. and also they're expensive yeah really whereas expensive. now that's kind of not as true no, i don't you think can do, i do most of mine at home i mean yeah. i do it more now at home because i know what feels nice for me yeah um so i like being at home yeah I, rather than go to a class where someone's going do this and this and this because i can it's one thing i've learned to do because I can now sequence, so I know what to do to warm up my body before I do it, and then I know how to calm down, like calm down afterwards. I enjoy it much more just getting, so I'll just get on my mat in the morning or after work, and I'll just play around for half an hour, and it's just a really crazy thing that I never thought I'd be able to do, is just play. That must be lovely. I just, I just stretch. Yeah. Like last night before, was it night before last? Just before bed, I was like, oh, I'll go to bed in an hour. But for half an hour, I just got on my mat and I just because you've got that away, knowledge. Yeah. yeah, and as I knew well what I was doing, and I could, it could have been a class. I actually, I think that was the point where it hit me where I was like, I am so desperate to teach classes because I pretty much made up a class on the spot, which I did myself, which could have been suitable for any sort of level. Yeah, and I was like, the yoga's calling you. It's calling. <laughs> yeah, so but you don't have to pay crazy amount. people pay crazy amounts because mm. it is nice to be in a room you challenge yourself a bit more and there are things like millions of props not everyone's got loads of straps and blocks and not even yeah. everyone's even got a mat at home i think um, paying so. for the knowledge of the person that's like yeah. paying for a teacher i think that is always worth money corrections because they know what they're on about and as you say the space and like i think i, I really enjoy live performance because of that sense of yeah. community you have with the other people who are also in the room with you which you get in a group yoga session um but there's a yeah there's then eventually it gets to the point where you're like we didn't need this to charge so that much to do yeah and then but adrian that is amazing in. yeah but there is something really empowering about being in a class that's what yes. it is i go for the empowering thing there's something about being in a class where you are just everyone is moving at exactly the same time doing the same thing breathing at the same time there's some music in the background there's a feeling of like real community i think that's why people like different teachers you'll notice the difference when you go to classes and you're all facing the front or when you're facing each other because you get such a i feel like it's slightly more empowering feeling when you're all facing each other because you're almost like into this little circle in the middle sometimes mm. they put candles in the middle and make it all zen always nice and lovely oh yeah. i mean to, on the zen topic we do currently have a salt lamp candle i'm gonna have to get one they're so nice <laughs> it's really nice Guys, if you haven't seen these, so I'm sure you have. They are in every single... You know those shops where they sell you gifts 
And the whole point of the shop is a gift. Smell like incense. Yeah, they smell like incense. They will have candles in them. They will probably have some kind of selection of biscuits. Throw the yogi tang out. Yeah, that sort of thing. And then they have this this salt lamp. And oh, I love it. <laughs> We're quite set up here. Yogi candle. Yeah. Yogi tea. So yes, let's talk about the tea. Oh gosh, it takes me longer and longer every time to actually get to the tea in a pot of tea. But today we have got a Heath and Heather organic yoga. Yeah. Bright and fruity morning time. And it's got rose hip. Could you say that word? I can't say it. Garana? Garana. And ginseng. So this is actually, disclaimer, this is supposed to be a morning time tea and it is not the morning time right now. But it just sounds really, really nice. And it's a very pretty box, so I will take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. But isn't that, that is some packaging at its finest yeah, so right there. I'm a, I'm a sucker yeah. for packaging. Same. I'm not a big apple person, but I remember when I... I still remember to this day when I first got my ever my first ever Apple laptop and I was like <gasps> <laughs> Oh my goodness It's got the symbol Yeah, it's good. I think there's definitely a certain look that certain products are doing at the moment that they just know they it doesn't uh, matter so. really what's gonna go on inside. But we're gonna we're gonna discuss this tea, so it does matter what's going on inside. It's like plants. It's the trendy thing, isn't it? Like yeah. plants and it's the same thing as yoga. Taking yeah. it back to that. It's that like People becoming more in touch with nature, yeah. more environmentally uh, like conscious, yes. putting flowers and things. Plant. That's what people want. They want to fill their houses with plants. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. And they want to Nicole have is the plant things. whisperer. <laughs> Actually, the plant whisperer. I've just got so many that you don't notice them when they're <laughs> It's amazing. I think it's time to pour this tea. I think it's oh. certainly brewed. It's ready. So here we go. It's... It's the tea person teapot, guys. This is the way to get your arm strength up. Here we go. Yeah, I'm going to build up my arm strength. So maybe we can combine tea with yoga. I mean, maybe not right now, but... Oh, it's not spilling. Now that colour, I can't say is what I was expecting. It smells like nighttime tea. Does it? Mm, A nice lavender nighttime tea. One for another episode. Oh, yeah. Because... You you like nighttime tea, don't you? I love nighttime tea. A little story about nighttime tea, although okay. it's not the one we're drinking, so you can take it off here. No, <laughs> let's hear it. Let's My, hear the story. Uh, last week, James woke up early in the morning um, at my mum's house, and he could hear this rustling in the kitchen. Yeah. And he, was thought, and he thought there was a mouse in my mum's kitchen, um, and he didn't get up and have a look. And then when he went back to sleep again, then we woke up later, I went in the kitchen, I went... Oh, there's something's been eating my. I'd left a nighttime tea bag <laughs> in the in the paper packet on the side in the kitchen, and he went, "Oh, there's there's something." I was like, "There's something been eating my tea," and he was like, "I think it was a mouse." He oh. said, "I think I could hear a mouse in the kitchen eating your eating that tea," and I smelt it, and I was like, "Does it smell like? Does it smell like something that makes me understand why a mouse would want to drink this to nibble this tea?" And I was like, "No, I don't really get it," and later on, I was like. Was it the cat? Does it smell like catnip? So sniffed it, found out what catnip is. It's nothing like catnip. Right. So I was like, it must have been a mouse. Last night, though, at my mum's, she I told her that we thought there was a mouse, and she went, no, it must have been the cat. And I was like, let's have a try. And we gave the cat one of my nighttime tea bags, and she went nuts. Really? Yeah, absolutely nuts. Wow. She was She had it on the sofa. She was mushing her face in it, and she was nibbling the corners and ripping them off. And she was playing in it, and then she was like rubbing it in her face. And my mum gave her catnip, 
her little catnip fluffy thing yeah. and the tea bag, and she was more interested in the tea bag. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what it is. I don't know what's in it. This must be one of the. I don't know. And I here we are. Something. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does have eights, and doesn't it? Oh, we need to find out. Does anyone know? What is it? <laughs> what's what driving crazy? Like we need to it? do a series of experiments of nighttime teas and cats. And my mum's cat is horrible, so <laughs> it was quite nice to see her. Did it calm her down? Being affectionate to the tea bag, right. at least, if not me. <laughs> at least the tea bag. Well, on the smelling of go. tea, should we give it a smell? Oh, you know what? So it, you read that there was a bit of mint, didn't you? On yeah, the back. it smells minty. It does smell minty. Is it spearmint, did you say? Ingredients. Yeah, it's Apple, hibiscus, rosehip, spearmint, lemongrass, blackberry leaves, the word I can't say, seeds, orange peel, ginseng root. So I don't think I'd know what hibiscus smell like if you stuck it up both my nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> hibiscus? The flower. To me, yeah. To me, it's a bit of a fruity thing, but I don't know if that's because a lot of the time, if I drink something with hibiscus in, it's been paired with something that involves a berry. But in Oaxaca, which is my favourite... I've never been. Oh, it's so good. It's I've had my... some of their free matches, but I've never been. You need to get it. Oh, no, not matches. Seeds. Oaxaca. If anyone from Oaxaca <laughs> is listening, which I realise is a slim chance, but if you are, <laughs> could you please bring a branch to Norfolk? Because I miss you. London, London's where it's at. And with I the want Oaxacas. more free seeds. And Nicole wants some free seeds. Can you come down? And then I can have the delicious hibiscus cold drink that they do. And oh, it's so lovely. Right, I'm going to try it. It smells like sleep. I don't know if that's meant for the morning, but it smells like Ooh, bedtime to me. That mint is powerful. Powerful. It's a herbal tea. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> I'm going to just burnt my lip. <laughs> I am now aware also that we did just eat a chilli before this, so it might be affecting our taste buds. It's nice. I like it. I'm going to fall asleep in the mug because it's just... I think the thing I'm questioning is, is this actually a morning tea? Is this something I'd want? No, I think I would want to drink this in the morning. I think I would. I drink herbal tea in the morning. Do you? being a yoga teacher thing. Yeah, drink you just have to get up and have herbal, herbal tea in the morning while I do sun salutations. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I do, I do like it. It's So the colour, as I mentioned earlier, is quite a dark purple. I mean, we're in low light right now. Not that it affects you, you guys listening to the podcast, but <laughs> we're in low light. Um, yeah, it's like a dark purple. I'm going to enjoy that, and that's nice. It's one of those, isn't it, that doesn't taste of loads, but no. it's like a nice, delicate... But also... It's that act of drinking it. Yeah. Calming. I don't think it smells... Like, some herbal teas I find, especially berry teas, and Ooh. I'm really going off berry and herbal berry teas, teas now. They um the, uh, the smell is so overpowering that when you drink it, it's like a disappointment because it doesn't live up to the smell. I like this one. Yeah? Yeah. This, this is the this kind is, of tea I drink. This is a winner. Heath and Heather... I will, I will put a picture up. Mm. I did notice on the box that it yeah. says something about herbal remedies and how they can't be... What is it? They can't be responsible for it curing anything or something like that. I think it was oh. on one of the ends. And then I thought, the tea is like yoga in the same way. That it is ah. one of those things that you can have that's sort of meant to be a... like I think it's on the bottom end. Right down here. Yeah, there's a little disclaimer at the bottom that's like, does not give oh, authority, does not authority to, to prescribe medical treatment. Yeah. So it's one of those things that, you know, when people are like, oh, if I have turmeric every morning, it will make me live longer or whatever. Yeah. Turmeric's a big 
like turmeric is huge at the moment. I don't Tam- know what turmeric matcha. tastes like. Yeah, those those matches things. everywhere. It's one of those, and it's like if I drink that every day, my life I'll live longer or whatever. Mm. It's the same with yogurt. It's like it's not a medicine, but people use it like a medicine. They do. Mm. There's a, like it's the um, placebo effect, isn't mm. it? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and oh, I do, yeah. but like I I do think it helps. But like if I have a tummy ache, I will drink a peppermint tea. Yeah, or a ginger tea. Or if a ginger I feel tea. Queasy. Yeah, and if I have a sore throat. I have a lemon tea. You used to just eat ginger biscuits instead when I was younger, but... Oh, really? <laughs> now Same I drink thing. ginger tea. Same <laughs> thing. Ginger biscuit, ginger tea. When you're a grown-up, you're like, I'm queasy. I'll have a ginger tea. And you're, yeah. little, and you're like, I'll have biscuits. Yeah, or ginger beer. Oh, yeah. Always ginger nice. But yeah. It, um, so this, by the box telling me that it's a nice, bright, awakening tea, I'll have one tomorrow morning and see if it wakes me up. I'm going to be asleep in 10 minutes. Oh, you with the tea? It's delicious. She's been fed. She's got tea. <laughs> fed and watered. Mm. I'm talking about stretching and drinking yeah. tea. Is it making, is morning. talking about it making you want to yoga? <laughs> to yoga, is it a verb? I always, <laughs> it is now. Yeah. I always want to yoga. Yeah. I spend my day as sat at that desk at work. Mm. Enjoying my job. Yes. <laughs> However, I just want to be stretching. Yeah. Now I know how. And I know how good it feels. Like, now I know how happy I am. It makes me happy. It's, like, one thing that I can do anytime, anywhere. And it will you know, make within happy. reason. And it makes me really happy. I've so never found anything quite like that that makes me happy in the way that that makes me happy. That's lovely. Yeah, it's amazing. That's really nice. It's clever. It feels like one of those things, because obviously it takes effort to do yoga. It takes effort to do anything, really. And it feels like sometimes you, you kind of get out what you put in. So if you put yeah. in that effort of going, okay, I am going to get up early and stretch, mm-hmm. or when I get home, I'm going to have a play and stuff like that, the reward you, you reap from that. Yeah, uh, it takes the effort to get on the mat. Yeah. And when you're on there, it's just like you don't even think about it anymore. But it takes yeah. the effort to just get it and get roll it out, out and sit on there. But as soon as you're on there, it's like... But I used to find that. I used to find that I would go... Oh, I should do it because yeah. I should. In the same way I used to go for a run, I'd be like, I should go for a run because it will make me feel healthy, mm-hmm. or I should do this because it will make me fitter. And it was more all about fitness. Right. Whereas now I do it in that the other evening, like I'd had dinner, I wasn't going to do any crazy exercise. Mm-hmm. I did it because I just went, I really want to feel really nice. And yeah. I know what stretches feel nice. And I slept so well. And I yeah. know what feels nice, to, how it feels nice to sleep afterwards. It's one of those, it's, cha- it's my attitude towards it has changed the more that I do it. Yeah. It's become more of like a, it's integrated into your lifestyle. It's in your routine. Rather than just, I mean I do use it as well to get fit, but mm. it's more of like a, I'd rather go to a class where you do some nice slow stretchy stuff than, mm-hmm. than sweat. Then yeah. Ugh. Ugh. What's the most complicated weird pose that you've ever done? Um... Hmm. Complicated. Oh, I don't know. I've hardest. I could say the hardest. Yeah. I'm learning to do a forearm stand. A forearm moment, stand, which is really hard. Which is where rather than being on your hands and doing a handstand, you're just on your oh. forearms. So your whole forearm arm is on the floor. Yep. Your whole forearm, and you come up. So your forearms are on the floor. So if you're in a downward dog. Yeah. So you've got your hands on the floor and your feet on the floor and you're bent up in the middle like an upside down V mm-hmm. um, what you would do is you'd bend your knees ever so slightly, well I have to because I've got quite tight hamstrings 
and then you come down onto your forearms mm-hmm. instead of onto your hands, and then you flick your legs up. Oh. Well, you don't flick them up, you sort of lift them up very slowly, but it's just, it's not a strength I've quite got yet. Is that hard I'm to balance? I imagine that's quite hard, hard to, to balance. balance. Yeah, when you're up there, it's, it's all upper body and mm-hmm. mid-body strength, so I'm learning to do that. I'm teaching myself. Every so often I hold it. Isn't the same way that when we went snowboarding and I went down and I was like, yes, it's that yeah. feeling when you get down and you've done it. Yeah. When I hold it for two seconds, I'm like, yes, my day is made. Yeah. I've been upside down today and I don't need I've, to do anything I've else. I've been upside all. down been today. A, that's the really satisfying thing when I do a class in the morning. Yeah. Or I do a just me messing around in the morning and I go upside down before I come to work. And I'm like, I went upside down before I came to work and there's something really sort of... That's so really satisfying nice, about it. That's lo- that's like something you need to have on a t-shirt. Yeah, I went I upside down this morning. Yeah, I love being upside down. Yeah, I really really like being up. I don't know what it is, and I don't know what it, but I just really enjoy being the wrong way up. Yeah. I feel like that <laughs> sums you up in a really just nice like, way. I just really like being Nicole upside Rogers down. likes being upside likes, down. Likes it's like yeah, upside down. that sounds about right. I'm trying to think of something really complicated. I think they're only complicated when someone doesn't explain them properly. Right. So if you can, if you can, like most teachers will demonstrate stuff that you're meant to be doing, mm. and sometimes you'll see a pose and you'll be like, "Oh, how did you get into that pose?" Yeah. But when you can look at them, they're pretty. It's more when you're in a class and someone goes... Like, I've had some really simple instructions in classes where someone's... You've been on, like, all fours and someone suddenly goes, oh, move your right leg under your body and over to the left-hand side and then move your left arm up and your right arm under here. Or, mm-hmm. But they don't quite explain it clearly. Yeah. Then it's quite actually... It's quite a simple pose, but you're sort of trying to... You're, you're having on, to learn. Yeah, you're trying to understand what everybody else is doing and even then you can't quite get it right. So it's, it's more... Poor explanation than mm, being that in makes a complicated sense. pose. Because there's, well, I think that might be one of the kind of myths around yoga as mm. well, isn't it? That you will contort. I think they almost get more complicated. Again, it's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. So traditional yoga wasn't all these complicated poses. It was. Ah. It stemmed. So the origins are. It stemmed from people. So originally, it wasn't postures at all. They didn't use postures. It oh. was more the breathing and the sitting and the meditating. Okay. And then it moved into postures, mm-hmm. and it was about like men that would go and just live in the woods on their own mm-hmm. for however long doing these postures. And it's so I've got a book. I'm trying to remember which book it's in. If it's in the um, Light on Yoga or the Hatha Yoga book. Anyway, I've got one of the like standard textbooks that you have to get. Um, and it's just got lots of pictures of people doing yoga in all the classic poses. And they're all just cross-legged. Right. Like they do some funny things, like they do things with bits of string up their nostrils and stuff. Um, more string. Yeah. What? Why, why is <laughs> the string up their nostrils? But there's nothing complicated in the poses themselves. <laughs> you know, once they threaded it through, it's fine. It's nasal cleaning, nasal cleansing. So in the traditional older yoga... Yeah. Um, it's, this, it's, it's totally generational and exercise-wise. It's become all these crazy weird postures like yeah the, i mean they do all, a lot of them have names the sort of some of the slightly more complicated ones do all have sanskrit names mm-hmm. but um like the basic ones are just sitting cross-legged meditating and yeah nasal cleaning you get a bit of i think it's you get string and i think you have to snort it up one nostril pull it out the other what? and you use it and it's like nasal flossing it's in one of the books, and one wow. of the books I've got, it's like, that's the things they do, and then there are all sorts of, it's weird, it's a kind of 
So this is the way one of my teachers described it to me once, was that any book that's like a yoga textbook could be really easily, if you translated the words or like changed the wording in them, it could be used as a self-help book today. Okay. It's almost exactly the same thing. So you get the old yoga books and they're all like, be kind to yourself, do this, eat, make sure you eat these good things, look after your body, uh, look after your mind, make sure you meditate for 10 minutes a day. But they're said in a slightly different, you know, yogi way. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same as a, a self-help book yeah. today. It's just like, they're like old-fashioned self-help books, but then the, there are the weird things in there like, cleansing and doing stuff with your ears and strange breasts and gargling with things yeah. but again they are things that you wouldn't be that surprised to find sort of watered down in a book today Absolutely. about looking after your bodies yeah and there you know there's all sorts of weird things weird things that people do you just yeah. made me think with the with the breathing one um i think i told you this before about our teacher who taught us a breathing a fire breathing exercise fire oh and was like it might damage you she was, I was um, this wonderful teacher. She was, she was great. We really look forward to her, to her classes. And she taught us like different ways of breathing based on the different elements. And she taught us one, oh, yeah. like a fire breathing. There it was really fast breath. through yeah. your nose. A lot like, it's like, <laughs> really sniffing. Kapalabhati breath. Ah, yeah. <laughs> she would have said it and I've yeah. forgotten the, but she did turn around to us and went, but girls, I must warn you, you shouldn't do this too much. It will affect your fertility. <laughs> she was very concerned about our wombs. And <laughs> I'd be more concerned about your bogeys. Yeah, <laughs> coming out. But she, went, she was like, don't you know, she was like, especially in the morning or something like that. She was like, don't do it too much. Cause, yeah. And I was like, wow. Some of the teachers I, I have do that stuff in the morning. Yeah. Um, but actually a few of them that have been like, oh, I used to do Kapalibhati breath in the mm-hmm. morning. Like, I stopped doing it after a while because actually, I mean, I find it gives me a headache. Yeah. So there are some things. So for, it's funny, so it's just a good opportunity to say this. When you go to a class and you think everyone in there knows what they're doing. Yeah. And looks like they're doing everything correctly. So I go to classes where I can tell from the postures and just from the fact that I know I'm a trained teacher. Yeah. I know that I'm one of the slightly more, like, knowledgeable ones yeah. in the class sometimes you just you're aware you just you can see how people do it however there will be things in that class like the breathing which you think oh it's a breathing exercise anyone can breathe which I will struggle with a lot more than someone who might be going for the second or third time so there are completely different things that people will struggle with, and they'll assume that because you've done it before like, I hate know. that kind of breath it makes me really lightheaded yeah um and just any sort of swinging around, sometimes standing up. I've got quite low blood pressure, so it's like... Right, so it sends you dizzy. That helps it. But, like, the breathing I find quite stressful to do. Yeah. And I think you assume that because people know how to do yoga... That they must they can, know the they control. Can do all that. Yeah, but I find it quite hard to do, a lot of that stuff. I find I always, whenever people say to breathe in and then breathe out for a certain amount of time, I cannot breathe out for as long as they're telling me to, yeah. no matter what... You can give me any number. You could say three seconds, you could say 15 seconds, and I'll still run out of breath before. It's really hard to make extend your breath really for hard. the right time. I feel like I can breathe in an awful lot more than I can breathe out. Yeah, you can. The best thing to try and do when they think they're counting you is to try and even out your breath. Mm-hmm. That's what we do a lot of the time. So rather than someone going, one, two, three, four, if you try and ignore them in your head and almost even out your ah. breath. I think that's what you tend to go for in a 
in a general sort of yoga mm. flow, it's a lot of keeping your breath the same. So if someone's going, if they're all going one, two, three, four, you might have three, but just yeah. try and even the ins and the outs. This is so a good that you're, So that you're flowing mm. at the same kind of time as everybody else. I think that's um, when we did your classes mm-hmm. outside, that was one of the things I really liked was these tips that you gave yeah. that were unique to you. Because whenever I've done yoga before, it feels like you're one of many and that it's, it's almost like one shoe fits all. Yeah, Obviously, that's not the case. People there breathe are certain things. Yeah. People can't move in the same way. Like that's, I think that's why I like teaching because, as I said, I get on my mat and I do things that feel nice to me. Mm-hmm. And that thing might feel nice to what you go you just go that thing might feel nice to other people and I've not been to a class where that happens so I found so recently I don't know whether it's because it's gotten warmer or partly to do with I've been doing work outside where I've been sort of hammering and things I've been quite hunched all I want to do is open up my chest when I practice the last couple of weeks I've just been doing like when I've been on my own Mm -hmm. I will just do chest opening things and I feel so wonderful at the end of class because I suddenly feel like I've just opened myself yeah. up. And I go, God, I really want to just teach people that because I want them to feel that same thing. Yeah. But everyone will feel it differently. Someone might, might come to that class and they might love it. Someone might come and they might hate it. So, yeah, when you're doing a class, it's really good to be like, I feel like this, but you might not feel like that. And yeah, you might and that's okay. To, yeah. you don't, you're not a bad yoga person. No. Just, <laughs> you have a different body... Yeah, me. and everyone's body is different. It is. It's that really cringy saying, isn't it? Where it's like everybody is a yoga body. Oh, is yeah. that a thing? Yeah, it's a yeah. thing. It's like every yeah, because it is. Anyone can do it. Yeah, like the women that I that so there's a lady called I think it's Jessamine, who I follow on Instagram, and mm-hmm. she's one of the most inspirational people I follow. So uh, the, she's someone whose videos I do a lot and whose classes I do a lot. I'd be honest. I do tend to do the slightly more like energetic ones, all the ones yeah. I follow, because I can do the slower practice in my own time. Yeah. Whereas I need sort of someone going. You need the Come mo- on! yeah the motivation. Um, I need to watch someone else do that. But she's someone on Instagram that I follow, and she is a really really curvy, um, like lady that teaches and does yoga. And there are so many pictures of her from all sorts of angles doing various poses. And you look at her and you go. Like, anyone can do yoga. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be a little bit stronger. Yeah. Like, she's obviously... So, when she's upside down, she's carrying more weight on her arms. You're like, think how strong she must have to be. Yeah. To but she's she's just one of the people out there going, anyone can do yoga. And I just have so much... Like, I don't have less respect for people that obviously look more like gymnasts. Yeah. But she's, like... The promotion and the thing that she is That's showing wonderful. people, I think, is yeah. Because awesome. it does make when you see people that aren't the stereotype doing something, yeah, you go, yeah. "Oh, maybe I could do it then." Mm. You do rather do that. than so. Cat Meffin, who I have you ever heard of? Cat Meffin. Mm-mm. She's like a, she's an English yoga teacher. She's she is a gym. Oh, she used to be a gymnast. She's beautiful to watch, and I do her classes because they are a bit harder sometimes. But like, if you just watched her and you went oh, I can't do that. It'd be so disheartening all the time because she's a gymnast. Like, her yeah. legs are like... Her, one of her legs is like the length of my whole body. <laughs> <laughs> she just like flips over her head. And I'm like, I just can't... You can't take it to heart what other people do because you're no. never going to be able to do the same thing. No, and they'll still like... She'll still look at people and be like, oh, why can't yeah. I do that? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, really, she's just this goddess. <laughs> I like this. Yoga, yoga for all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to wrap things up there, folks. I hope you enjoyed... I really enjoyed learning more about yoga. Good. I found the nasal... I found the nasal... I hope that the nasal flossing isn't the only thing I take away from this conversation. (laughs) But it's certainly something that is sticking in my mind. That I feel like, oh, Google. (laughs) Should we try it at home? No. But no, I will not be trying it. But yeah, I... Yeah, that was was really great. Great law. Great. Thank you for coming on my podcast, Nicole. Okay. Hopefully, we'll Thank get you, you on again if me. I haven't scared you away from. Have the... me on again when I'm officially when I'm one of the world famous teachers. When you're a world famous yoga teacher, I'll be yeah. like that yoga, that yoga. Yeah, lady. you know her. She's on my podcast. She's on my podcast. Come on down. Yeah, brilliant. I'm gonna cheers you. Cheers, my dear. Cheers, my. Right. Cheers Thank again. you, everyone. Cheers, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.